0: On this episode of Resi Week, Bravas merges 15 integrators, Ring joins the board of the Z Wave Alliance, and Crustron launches Home OS 3. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV
2: industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is this AV, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 187. Seen this before. Support for AV Nation is brought
1: to you by Access Networks and by Daylight, the leading producer of high-quality projection screens worldwide. Welcome
0: to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and information for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for AVNation.TV. And today I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Steve Bronner. He is the president of Pro Audio Georgia. How are you doing, buddy?
2: I'm outstanding. Big, uh, big hello from the beautiful state of Georgia out here in the country today uh, in the vehicle, rolling and talking, baby.
0: No, you're not actually rolling. You're sitting, you're parked, right? Safety exactly. first. Yeah. Safety, safety first. God, the rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're also joined today by Tom Devine. He is the marketing director for AV Pro. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for being here. We were supposed to have Dan Full uh, Fuller on the show today, but unfortunately he got evacuated. So our, uh, our thoughts are with him, as well as the whole Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, the whole East Coast, uh, as well as the Bahamas, because they're going to get hammered today. Uh, so gentlemen, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. And I feel like we've seen this movie before. Uh, there was a big industry roll up last week where Bravas got a $75 million investment to merge 15 of the top smart home integrators across the country. Uh, this is a an investment by a private equity group called uh, Presidio, which I might have mispronounced, but notwithstanding, close enough. Um, Stephen, I want to start with you on this one. Um, we've We've seen this movie before. I, I I feel like we've watched this happen multiple times with questionable results. When you see this, when you see the names that are involved in this, as well as really the the project and the the dollar amounts, um, they, they've got locations in thirteen states. Avenue revenues, or sorry, annual revenues of like 75, 285 professionals involved. And collectively in, in 2018, they completed something like 3,500 installations. That's a big group. That's a, those, are, those are big numbers. But we've seen this happen before. Is this something that is likely going to last? Or is this, again, going to be a, an investment firm coming in, dropping some cash, and then running as soon as this gets to be too big?
2: It's not going to get to be too big. So um, here's, here's the deal. These mergers have happened before, and when they've happened, I've thought to myself, I wonder how those people do business. You know, you've got all these different integrators and all these different companies. Uh, you know, it's, we recently saw this with VIA. So, you know, um, but uh, they were great companies individually, most of them. And then what happened is they joined forces, and, you know, a couple of bad apples pulled a bunch. And that's what happened. Uh, you had people leave and short customers and all that stuff. And it really put a black eye on our industry, um, a really bad black eye. So here is the problem. I actually know some of these people. You couldn't have paid me $75 million to go into business with them. So here's the problem what we're going to run into is, is that you've got some very greedy people in this list. Uh, very greedy people and some people with questionable business practices. And I'm not calling any names, and if you feel like this is about you, you're probably correct. So, um, you know who you are. So here's the deal, we've got, uh, we've got a group of people that have trusted in everybody around them, and I sure hope that, uh, that the past is not an indicator of the future. But uh, I just feel like you can't put that many type A personalities into, a, into an area, into a business and have them all say we have equal share or we all have the same say-so. Man, that is 15 companies, guys who have built companies. Guys are, I mean, I'm sure there's some ladies involved too. No insult when I say guys, that's inclusive. You know, stop the tweets now. But the, um, it, my thing is, is, you've got 15 type A personalities that have built businesses. Most of these are what we would call, what we would call large firms, not extra big firms like VIA went after. But um, I would say that uh, this, I give it 18 months. Um, Talk to me in 18 months. And if it's still going, hallelujah, congratulations. But I have a really bad feeling about this one because unlike the other mergers that have happened, that have all failed, if someone knows of one that worked, I'd, I'd be very interested in talking to them. Uh, but unlike the other mergers, I actually know people in this one. And oh, my goodness. Buckle up, brothers. It's going to be a fun ride.
0: I, I feel like you held back there for a minute. <laughs> I really wish you'd tell, tell us how you feel. Tom, Steve brings, up, Steve brings up a really good point. The hardest thing in any of these situations is – it, it's not like these are massive conglomerates where the principals aren't insanely personally invested. It's not their baby. They didn't build it from nothing as a rule. When you look at, and again, this is a list of some, some really good quality integrators. When you look at this list and, and you look at how you're going to get all those 15 people working together, working towards one goal, etc. cetera. And, and again, we don't know the interior, internal structure. But how do you manage that many partners? Is it even possible? Or is this, as, as Steven kind of alluded to, is this just, hey, this will be a fun investment for two years and we'll watch it
1: implode? As Steven was saying, I mean, and he didn't pull any punches, which was really nice to hear. You know, who knows is this is going to work when you look at it at a personality level? But you have to understand, I mean, I think these, you know, big equity firms, they're looking at it on a dollar and cents level. They can go, wow. Uh, you know, the right now in audio video, this industry is starting to really take off. There's more and more installations every year. Every single new construction needs to have more and more, uh, you know, audio video distribution. So let me put my money here and I know I can make even more money by grouping all of these smaller companies together to get a, you know, get this huge paycheck. But I don't think they're thinking about what Stephen is saying at all. Right. I mean, I think they're just hoping that it is the money's going to be there and that there are everything else will just work itself out. So as Stephen said, that's very interesting that no one has ever that he didn't know of one that uh, ever succeeded. And I don't either. But I think like over the last two years, audio video, it's like the the buying up of Companies is just happening like every month. I, there's a new announcement of people all getting joined together, and it'll be interesting how that plays off in the long run. Um, you know, AV Pro, where we're from, we're a you know a family-owned company. Um, you know that was started in uh, in a in a, this small little rent, uh, shared office space. And we're able to, you know, grow to where we are by being together, being, you know, growing internally. And I don't even know how it would work for us if we were to ever do something like that, because the communication has to be so day to day and every single hours, everything's changing where you expand to have, you know, hundreds of hundreds of people all trying to work on these different projects, you know, uh, you know, you're going to start getting into different territory wars or, you know, bidding wars or, you know, different products that they're going to use that other companies are not going to use, or the quality from one company is going to be better than the quality from another company. And then, you know, owners are going to be arguing about, you know, ownership. So it'll be very, very interesting. And I could see how much of a headache it's going to be for whoever's managing that, uh, this, this, uh, big group. But I also feel that, um, you know, I think all the people that are investing the money, they they don't know the day-to-day, uh, you know, integrator's life, and uh, I don't think they're taking that
2: into account at all. I would be interested to see what the brand mix is as well, because I know that there are, you know, control systems and 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 system design is something that I talk about all the time, and I know for a fact that three. I know there's three different control systems pushed by this group, so. Uh, I know you've got some Control 4, you've got some Crestron, uh, you've got a Savant guy or two in there. So I'm interested to see where they come down. Is there going to be a a company standard that this project gets this control, this project? Is is there going to be some kind of standard? Because you take a guy that's built a million-dollar company uh, off of selling Control 4, and then you tell him, okay, now for all your high-end clients, you've got to sell Crestron. What does that mean he was selling to his high-end clients before? Is it a lesser product or how do you change that mentality? That's my concern is you're you're literally trying to change the core of what someone is. And I just, I don't know. man. I think that's why it doesn't work is because in an HR department, in an investment world with numbers on the board, it makes a lot of sense. But when you start taking these guys that have wrapped their heart and soul, I mean, you know, not trying to kiss up baby Pro, but... The truth is, is if somebody came to me and told me, hey, you need to start selling HDMI distribution by brand X uh, instead of AV Pro, I'd I'd tell them they were crazy, I'd walk away because I know how reliable the product is and I sell it and it goes in. So we've got, there's just a lot of things here that have to go into consideration besides numbers.
0: Yeah, and it'd be very interesting to see how that structure is is set up and how it's how it'll play out, but it'll be fun to watch. So let's move on to our next story of the day. Uh, Ring joins the Z, the board of the Z Wave Alliance. Uh, Z Wave adds the Amazon backed smart doorbell team, which is really a lot more than just smart doorbells these days. Uh, they've added lighting. They've added a security kit. Uh, speaking of which, that brand new Ring Alarm security kit is the first products that are available on the market to support the new smart start feature in the new Z-Wave 700 platform. Tom, I want to start with you on this. For, for manufacturers, obviously utilizing different technologies across the board, uh, and it varies product to product, but how important is it for manufacturers who are utilizing a, a, a platform, if you will, to be actively involved, maybe not on the board of, of said you know, organization or membership or, or whatnot, but be actively involved in that uh, you know, technologies industry standpoint.
1: Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for Ring, right? Um, you know, Ring is going to be looked as a lot of times as an end user product that even that even uh, someone an end user would be able to purchase themselves. So then, for them to be a part of this this alliance is going to give them a little bit more, you know, reputation for the professional market. It's going to have integrators get, you know. Taking a look and giving a more serious look, a look to these type of products like security, using Ring for security instead of the security systems that they've been installing for a long time. Um, so I think that's smart as a as a company. And I mean, we do the same at AV Pro. As in, you know, we are always trying to find partners to you know help get our word out there, but also. Give us the opportunity to get in front of different people that maybe wouldn't have given us a shot before, or taken a chance with with our brand. And I'm sure Ring is doing that that exact same thing. Like with this, you know, let's get closer, let's get more in depth, let's become a part of this alliance, let's find some industry partners, and you know, really tap into that uh, professional market more than the you know consumer market that they they have a very strong hold on.
0: Mm-hmm. Stephen, when you see this, speaking of the the professional aspect versus the DIY home uh, consumer base, when you see that uh, the the new security kit includes this this much more secure Z-Wave seven hundred platform, is that something that as as an integrator sways you at all when you look at offering different levels of products? Does it does it does it give something that again Ring is much more Ah uh, DIy user user focused but as they as they make these leaps and bounds into our our industry, does the certifications and and using stuff like smart start does that lead to their 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 um, credibility?
2: Uh, it helps with their credibility for sure, and you're adding additional features and uh, that's great. I, I think that anytime we can take a proven product and make it better, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of the DIY uh, penetration into our market. It it is what it is at this point. It's not going away. Uh, So I I think it's always great when you add features. I wanna point out something though that's very interesting to me is, uh, this conversation doesn't belong in our industry. Because to be honest with you, no one that has, a am not putting Z-Wave sensors, in a house that really needs that level of security. So if someone's gonna go through their trouble to try to hack Z-Wave, which is not easy, it's a pretty complicated process. If they're gonna go through their trouble and take a chance to try to hack Z-Wave, and it has to be worth the target. So any target worth that investment because you get diminishing returns, how much time are you gonna spend trying to break into somebody's 1,400 square foot uh, cookie cutter house in a regular neighborhood to get a couple of TVs, you know, so if you're going to use the Z-Wave product, it's probably not going to be in a home where they're holding national security secrets. Um, I, and I'm just, you know, I always feel like these conversations get, they get misplaced. It is important that they, Z-Wave be secure, 100%. But when we have these conversations, if this leaks out to the public, now you've got somebody who knows absolutely nothing about it going, well, I heard some experts say that Z-Wave wasn't secure until now. You know that's going to happen. You know what I mean? You know somebody's going to walk into somebody's house on Thanksgiving and go, oh, you don't have the new Z-Wave. You don't have the secure Z-Wave. Really? So that's why I, I always think to myself, where does this conversation belong it is an important feature and I admire I I think Z-Wave is doing an incredible thing it's an excellent platform I have no problem with Z-Wave I think Ring bettering themselves is great but we just have to be careful because I am not a fan of scare tactics I think that if you're honest with your clients and you're honest with everybody you don't have to scare them into buying stuff so um that's uh that's that is my concern about this but the at I mean, the core of the question is, should it have been done? Of course, technology needs to continue to advance, but ask yourself in the kind of houses where you're using Z-Wave security, Z-Wave security now, not hardwired true panels, but an actual Z-Wave security system, does that house really need the level of protection that is offered above standard Z-Wave? That's where I'm going with the diminishing returns.
0: I'm just curious if you're referring to yourself as the expert or or Tom and myself, because we know that, that Tom and I are experts, but I, I just wanted to know
2: where you were classifying it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just glad y'all let me tag along, man. I, I, by no means. We're here for you, buddy.
0: All right, gentlemen, uh, let's move on to our last story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today. on Home OS 3 offers a completely new user experience. And this has been officially now released. Uh, if you haven't seen this, definitely go to go to the article, read this. It, it is a very impressive platform. I, I first saw it back at ISC uh, this past year. We got to play with it a little bit. Uh, it's a very impressive platform. Where I wanted to take this conversation though was really on the the overview of how how this has transitioned from what traditional restaurant is uh, into the new home OS 3 platform and and how that is going. And Stephen, I'm going to come back to you on this one. We've seen really a a huge culture shift uh, over the last couple of months with not only Crestron's home OS 3, uh, but Control 4's uh, iOS 3 as well. Um, We're really seeing a shift from traditional, fully programmed, fully customized uh, control systems into this much more app-based, easy to control Sonos-esque, where where the the end user has a ton of control over things, and they don't need to call up an integrator every time they want to change a preset on a light or, or something such as that. When you see this, when when you follow along with with the tr- the the trend, is this something that integrators are asking for? Is this something that consumers are asking for? Is it a juxtaposition of the two? What is driving this this honest,
2: honestly cultural shift? So Control 4 started a thing where uh, anybody could program a system. So Control 4 started out as a control company sold to security companies because security guys wanted to sell remote controls. And uh, they have grown that into a massive corporation, and I'm very, very impressed with what they've done. Control 4 is a quality system. Uh, just like Crestron is and Spot and RTI. They're all quality systems that have their pluses and their minuses. But what I will say is, is that what they started was this race to the bottom of intelligence. So now I have an integrator that doesn't understand how to program. Now, our buddy Tim would say it's a configuration, not a program. And I love him for that. That's amazing. So, um, so, But we're going to call it programming to make ourselves sound smarter. Tim's not here to correct us. So the, um, so what I will say is is that you, you go from an industry full of people that are able to read a system, troubleshoot it, understand how to program it, understand how it works from top to bottom, to now you have got hundreds of people out there that are literally just typing stuff into a pre-configuration platform and letting the program write itself. Um, and we're struggling. Uh, we're struggling. A lot of guys don't understand the core concepts of how systems work. Uh, they don't understand uh, whenever something in the program goes wrong, they don't have enough control over the core, those, the primary code to go in there and say, oh, I see the problem. Um, it is becoming um, kind of kind of terrible. Uh, and Crestron saw that path. Uh, they are not – they are definitely short on programmers. They, they used to have a Crestron programmer on every corner – some were good, some were bad. Now, Crestron programmers, true programmers, are hard to find and extremely expensive. So Crestron had to do something. Um, And they're just following the industry trend. Uh, Like you said, Control4 did it. Uh, Crestron's doing it. RTI's done it. All these companies are doing it where they're producing this software that does the programming for you. Uh, And that says something about the level of understanding that we're starting to get in our industry. Uh, Most guys, They can't talk to you about core programming methods because they don't understand it. They know that I tell my software it has five TVs and four zones of speakers, and it just pumps something out for me and I leave. Um, But uh, when you ask who is determining this, I would say that the market, Crestron has their market. Uh, Their market is extremely high end. It's a very expensive product. So uh, in order to not completely lose all their market share, which they almost did to control for, whether they want to admit it or not, um, they are doing whatever it takes to hold on to some of that market share. And I applaud them. I applaud them for that because every other attempt they've done to rewrite their programming software has been total garbage. So uh, this one turned out really well and I applaud them for it. I think that it's an amazing move that they've done But no, I don't think it's the consumer uh, or the industry. I literally think that this is happening purely because the level of understanding in our industry is slacking off and these manufacturers are are catching the hardest part of it. I mean, you'll you'll send a manual with something and it'll say flip this switch in order for it to do this and they'll get 100 phone calls a day about why it's not working just to find out that switch isn't flipped. People have stopped understanding. So that's my that's my input on it. But I do want to congratulate Crestron. I haven't had a chance to play with it. I may not play with it. But what I do know is that everyone that I know that has seen it is extremely impressed.
1: So, yeah, and I want, I want to – can I piggyback, Matt, if you don't mind, right off yeah, of what yeah. you're saying? But then I'm going to ask you a follow-up. Okay. Okay. I just want to say real quick, I think that was – you know, I think that's really – um, you know, important what you're what you're talking about. And I think even more so saying that what has changed it is control four has changed it. The reason that Crestron is going this is because of control four. Before control four, people were, you know, using URC programming and Elon and RTI and all these different they had to program and then control four came in and now you had a drag and drop system and everything was preloaded and you had all these different things that why wouldn't an integrator look to this system where they don't have to pay a high, you know, a high cost programmer. So, yeah, I I just thought that was so interesting uh, the way that you went about it, Stephen, to say even more so that I think control four is the reason that these, you know, that this change is moving forward from Crestron.
0: Now, let me, let me ask you this to, to kind of play devil's advocate for a moment there in the past have always been, and, and there will continue to be, a ton of really good people that can program phenomenally. They can make a system from nothing. They can create an interface. They can do everything and it looks great and it works phenomenally. But kind of to Stephen's point, there's also a vast majority of our industry that absolutely sucks at it. They're garbage. Their interfaces look bad. Their logic is terrible. They should not be programming. So my, my question to you is going this route does this not i i personally feel that this does not necessarily damage our industry it may be dumbing it down but it doesn't damage the industry because it allows many many more integration firms to produce a quality product that their consumers like and can use is that not the case
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I guess that that is the case, right? I mean, that 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 is the case. But what I what I um, I guess I think I think that um, where the where the industry is going is yes, it is. There's that huge market that needs to be able to do this. And as we get build more and more installations, we are going to need more and more programmers, unless our control systems start doing these type of things, right? And start moving over to this, this type of, you know, faster launch, easier launch, less customized customization, and in turn, that's going to give you the fastest launch possible. So for a lot of integrators who are maybe inundated with with jobs, then that seems like a great way to make more money quicker, right? But then at the same time, you're going to have – all of these people who had before the most customized, per, you know, like for that restaurant controller, that programmer who is super good at what he does, and he can set up individual rooms, and he sets up this control on the wall, this here, exactly what it, you know, sets it up completely so it works with your phone and the wall, and this all works together. Well, I think a lot of that's going to be lost from this transition that our industry is going through where it is more like uh as Steven said earlier which i love not programming but configuring. Yeah. Uh, so so with this new Crestron system it's getting closer to that. There's you know everybody's app on their phone when they look at this new system is going to look similar to another installation um, you know down the road that would also be using the same system whereas in old Crestron wasn't necessarily, that wasn't the case at all. You know, it, it was exactly customized for that specific room or that specific application.
0: Steven, just, just real quick. And then, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Is this not though the, the 90, 10 rule that, that really only 10% of our industry needs a customized back end, a customized program, a, a, a customized control system, 90% of people would be dare I say, just as happy with Sonos as their multi-room audio as any other product out there, especially when you, you can send a tech out and they can plug some stuff in and commission an app and go, here you go, Mr. Customer, you're good to go. Is that, is that not really what we're just saying?
2: You're striking at my heart, brother, but you know, know. you right. You know you're right, dug it in there. You're killing me. So the truth is, is I would say I wouldn't put the percentage at at, as low as 10. Um, I'd say probably 20, but uh, that's only because we're a spoiled society and people want things the way they want it, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. And that's why um, I make the money I make because one of the models of our company is the answer is always yes. So when a customer says, can I do it, I always tell them whenever you you ask yourself, can I do this? No, the answer is yes. Just know that there's a financial and time investment involved. So, um, you know, yeah, I think that y- you may be onto something there. It is—I would call it the eighty-twenty, um, uh, the eighty-twenty rule—that eighty percent of our industry is perfectly happy with a red and black background and normal icons. But, uh, brother, I'm a Gator fan. You try to put a red and black panel in my house? Oh no, sir, not gonna happen.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, so. So uh, I just want to leave you guys with this little tidbit of, uh, of, of wisdom that I came. I was reading these articles, and I thought to myself, where did this all start? And honestly, uh, nobody's really paying homage to the true godfather of this particular kind of programming. That would be Harmony. Uh, uh-huh. Harmony started this. Yep. So uh, Control 4 kind of played off of what Harmony was doing with better interfaces. And at first, they're equipment was far inferior to Harmony, but now it's very, very superior. And I would say that, um, you know, if we look back at it, consumers bit and ran with Harmony, and Control 4 saw it, and they were like, we can do this better, and now they are. So a little homage back to uh, our our friends at Harmony, and, uh, you know, kind of interested to see where this goes.
0: The, the, my, my kind of final thought on the whole thing is uh, I was following a control for, um, uh, Facebook group later, uh, this, this past week and Alex from Josh AI, somebody was griping about Sonos and Alex from Josh AI jumped in and said, Hey, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't do this, but isn't your goal to make something for your customer that they want and that works for them. And if, if it is, and it then is Sonos, then awesome. If it's something else, even better. But at the end of the day, it's about making your client's life easier. And if Harmony does that, or you know, OS three or OS three from control four or whoever or RTI, it doesn't matter. As long as you're solving the problem your client has, then you're golden and everybody should be happy. So that that's my 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 minor soapbox rant for today. All right, gentlemen. I like Thank you so much for joining us. Uh Tom, if people want to connect with you, learn more about AV Pro, where can they do that?
1: Uh, go to avproedge.com. Um, you know, AV Pro at AV Pro Edge at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I mean YouTube. Check out our YouTube. That's that's their coolest page. So yeah. YouTube's awesome. AV, <laughs> AV Pro Edge on YouTube. I I, I love your
0: your uh, your YouTube page is fantastic. Stephen, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Pro Audio Georgia, where can they do that?
2: You can find me at Pro Audio underscore GA on Twitter. Um, you can find me just about anywhere. Steven Bronner, Pro Audio Georgia. I pop up all over the place. I love to hear from integrators. And uh, if you'd like to have any discussions about what was talked about today, definitely reach out. And uh, if you'd like to buy some AV Pro here, reach out to me too, because I sell a lot of it <laughs> if you have hdmi problems if you have issues like that there's a reason and the reason is you're not selling av pro <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Hey, thanks steven very nice all right gentlemen thanks again uh for joining us if you'd like to connect with me you can find me on twitter at matty scott and pretty much every other social platform but more importantly please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover when you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.